We are back with the family with co-host Catherine Brandt and Andy Brandt-Bernard. We'll be right back. Kick things off. Uh, second hour, a very special guest, John Tesh, will join us in the second hour. Although, since Chris Matthews came on two weeks ago and was interviewed a little while by, by me and then by you and Doug, and then he got fired, <laughs> yeah. maybe nobody will come on anymore. Yeah, whoopsie. Whoops, we got him fired. <laughs> Sorry, man. It. We didn't mean it. You're absolutely right. All right, we'll be right back. Kick things off with the family. Michael Bryant, Bradshaw and Bryant. So what's the latest? Well, the latest is we're representing people who are injured through no fault of their own. Uh, people come to us. We talk to them about what their rights are. We talk to them about things that, you know, adjusters would call them up and ask them about. And we represent people in order to get them justice for the injured. And have been for a long time. Very, very successful. No question. I, I, you know, I do meet a lot of your clients. They come up to me on the street and whatever, and they talk about this, that, or the other thing. And they both say... Why do you guys hang out with Doug Sprinthal? <laughs> and I just had no answer for <laughs> He just looks away, you big baby. In any case, that's the whole deal. So people, they got any problem whatsoever, personal injury or other legal problems, whatever, they just reach out to Brad, Sean, Bryant. Yeah, Joe and I have both been president of the trial lawyers for the state. So we talk to people about all sorts of issues. The consultation is always free, and that's what we do. Michael Bryant, Brad, Sean, Bryant. Tom here for my friends at Walzer Automotive Group with some exciting news. Walzer's rolling out Walzer Care on new and most used cars they sell in Minnesota. Well, Walzer Care is a powertrain warranty with coverage for 10 years or 150,000 miles. Powertrain coverage is like major medical coverage for your car. Engines, transmissions, all the really expensive stuff is covered. In addition, Walzer Care includes 24-hour roadside assistance. Lock your keys in your car, run out of gas, have a flat tire. Guess what? Walzer has your back. The best thing about Walzer Care, it's free with purchase. That's right, I said free. So, if you're shopping for a new or used Subaru, Honda, Nissan, Mazda, Toyota, Buick, GMC, Chrysler, Jeep, Dodge, Ram, Hyundai, or Chevrolet, see my friends at Walzer and get Walzer Care for free. You got little sailor songs? What's that all about? We get it almost every night. We get it almost every night. Don't forget it. Good for you. Good for you. Good for you getting it <laughs> on every We need to know night. about that. Well, who is a guy? Again, there was some guy uh, used the stolen goods or whatever. I don't know what the hell it was, but... Hmm? Uh, apparently, someone's walking into some store, Costco, or I don't know, some store, and a guy coming out. Uh, apparently, he stole uh, a bunch of condoms and some coconut oil. Hmm. Costco smel- sells condoms. Uh, well, they got a pharmacy, so oh, I assume they I guess would. Yeah, so, yeah. I would yeah. assume they would. Uh, we do have a what would you call it, Andy? The request line. What is it? Text line. Talk and text. It'll talk, be a talk and text line. line. There you go. Eventually. As soon as I find oh, so the, uh, the tablet that I have somewhere in my garage in a box. Okay. Well, that might be next spring. Yeah, we'll it get might it take taken a care of, no problem. No problem. I'll look, though. Anyway, the text line, 561-228-4061, 561-228-4061. You know what's funny about that, Andy? When you put that number back up, that is uh, not a local uh a local area code, and I thought, well, people are not going to want to call that. They'll have to pay for it. It's like, yeah, nobody has a landline anymore. Never mind. Yeah. 
That's not real anymore, thankfully. So there's no such thing as a long-distance phone call anymore? Honestly, I don't think Isn't so. Isn't there? I don't see how. I think it's all bundled into a package. Is it? I think so. <clears throat> yeah, I, prob- well, that's probably Because we had a regular home line for a security system in our old house, and I think that even on that, there was some sort of long distance yeah. bundled into it. Yeah, I think so. Oh, really? People that, still have them. Oh, that was all bundled in? I mean, my parents still have a landline. They don't want to use their cell phone. Even though I bought them, I bought my dad a cell phone with unlimited everything. He still won't use it because he's got it stuck in his mind that it, he still has minutes. Oh. oh, yeah, yeah. And he's always been afraid of using his minutes up, so he doesn't like to talk on it at all. And I'm like, you don't even need a landline, Dad. Oh, yeah, I got to have a landline. And, of course, their yeah, landline is think. choked with spammers, but they keep on using it. Yes, he answers it every almost every time he answers it. Somebody trying to sell him something. Yep. All right, I gotta answer this. It's Bilski. Talk amongst oh. yourselves. You got oh, well, oh. Okay then. All right then. Well, what happened with Chris well, Matthews? So, I don't know anything about this. He got fired. But why? Well, he resigned on the air. Oh. So apparently he did something. Who knows? I mean, could be something in very this dumb. world. He just. It could be something dumb or somebody accused him of something, and so that's the end of that. You never know anymore. It doesn't take much, especially if you're an old white guy. That's true. Yeah. So it's a very interesting sign. So did you hear about your niece at uh, Walt Disney World? No, I did not. Okay, so Fawny, she's three and a half. She's running around in princess outfits all the time. I mean, she basically wears a princess gown yeah. every single day of that's her life. True. Either that or a um, tutu. <laughs> I mean, that's just what she wears. And she's got this uh, Elsa gown, which is blue and sparkly. And then she found a headband in Disney World that she just loved. It's got all these snowflakes and it's all blingy and she's wearing that around. So she comes in. We're at breakfast I put this on my Twitter feed. It was just so damn funny. So it's the last day, and she she comes in, and she's, Hi, Nana, and pop, pop, and she's all happy, and the table next to us looks at her, and they're like, Oh, aren't you just a beautiful little princess? And she smiles, and she you know, shrugs her shoulders, and she's so cute. And then all of a sudden, she takes a napkin. And makes it into a little corkscrew, and she says, this is what my dad does when I have boogers. Mm. <laughs> she shoves it up her nose, and she pulls it out, and she says, I got a booger! Well, not very princess-like. I mean, super loud. The whole place is just cracking up. It was, it was uh, indicative of our children yeah. and our grandchildren. Yeah, no, not very princess-like at all. It was hilarious. No. So then, okay, so Twitter this morning. So we just got back from a four-day Disney trip with the grandchildren, and apparently one of the Epcot World's Paris, a worker just tested positive for coronavirus. Naturally. So that's great. Hmm. But we we didn't go to Paris, so I guess we're no. okay. No, we didn't go there. We went, you know, we did the Frozen thing is what we did in Epcot. Of course. And Figment, whatever that one is. I think he's just like the Epcot guy. Yeah, I guess he just, he was a maintenance worker and he worked overnight. 
Oh. So I don't know exactly what that means as far as spreading germs all over the place. But now there's another Princess Cruise Line uh, docked now in Florida. They wouldn't let them go out to sea. So they're mm. all quarantined because there's, what is it, COVID what? 18? 19. COVID-19. Why would you go on COVID-19. a cruise right now? I mean, like, they're well, getting I mean, docked all over the place, and even if they don't, I don't know. It just doesn't seem like a good idea. I don't know. I've been on a cruise where somebody said, I just got out of isolation because I went to the, I guess they still have doctors and infirmaries. And they said that they weren't feeling well, so they asked them if they would please stay in their room for a couple of days of the cruise. Uh, and that was, you know, years ago, and there was no COVID-19 going on. So that's, you know, they just, I mean, everybody's in close proximity together, and probably the air conditioners are massive, you know, like a building air conditioner, so everything gets spread through the ship, I would guess. Well, who has COVID now? Uh, there's a Princess Cruise Line that's stocked off of Florida now. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Oh, God. It just was on the news. <clears throat> Look like a beautiful ship. So, Andy and Catherine, why is this so much so much more of a threat than other viruses? We we have viruses all the time. Why is this one? Because I, it's nowhere near as deadly as the flu, it uh, looks like, is it? it? No, it isn't. It's because they've turned it into a political firestorm. Oh, That's God, why. See. They're all flipping out about it and trying to point fingers. <clears throat> and, I mean, how do, you, how do you blame somebody for a virus? I know. No, yeah, it's, it's insane. I mean, unless thing. we find out that this was, you know, made up in a lab and released amongst the people, yeah. uh, then I just don't know how you blame any political party for this. I don't either. I don't really understand. I, I really wish all this stuff would stop being so damn political. I'm really tight. Not everything is political. and not, You don't have to make money off of everything you do. Uh, instead of serving the taxpayer. I don't remember when Obama was in office, we had, what was it, the bird flu or the... H1N1. H- Swine yeah, flu. And that was very, and that was very deadly. That killed a lot of people. Yep. I don't remember everybody blaming Obama and no, saying that he anything. didn't do this and he didn't do that and wasn't he a terrible guy because people are getting sick. They didn't do that. Well, God, they were, they're were worried and, about the virality of this new coronavirus. If you had to yeah. guess how many Americans got... Swine flu, H1N1, between 2009 and 2010. How many would you guess? How many Americans got it? Mm-hmm. I would say 300,000. A lot more than that. A really? lot more than that? 57 really? million. 57 million people got H1N1? And yet that didn't end the world. In fact, barely How anyone many? even noticed. So how many died? I oh, I remember it was a big deal and people were deal, scrambling but around. People didn't I mean 12,000 people died roughly. Which in America? In a, in a country of 300,000 is I mean really it's a it's not it's not very much at all. I mean how many okay, Americans Andy, die of the flu every year? 300,000. Yeah, well, at least 10,000 I was told at least 10,000 die of it every year. Let's see. Every year <laughs> Wow, and, uh, yeah, 12,000 people. So there you go. 12,000 people die of the flu in every year. So H1N1. Oh, every year, 12,000. Okay. Yeah, H1N1 was right on course with the flu. So it was. Yeah. Although technically, yeah, the flu infected fewer people, which means H1N1 was less deadly than the flu. And yet, yeah, we exactly. all freaked out and about so it. And so is coronavirus. 
Coronavirus doesn't seem to be as deadly as the flu either. Depends on who I mean, you I are. I mean, I don't know, and I'm not in charge, so, you know. One thing that yes, a lot of people aren't susceptible. mentioning is that mm-hmm. the primary people who die of uh, COVID-19 are older Asian males. And the reason for that, did you know that half of Chinese men smoke? But only about four percent of Chinese women smoke. But and women aren't dying of the coronavirus. So it's people with with bad lungs. Yep, it's people who smoke who die from it. Well, when I watched a a thing about it, they said that that is the the difference between this flu and other flus is that this flu can attack the lungs. Yo, it does attack the lungs. It primarily it enters through the lungs. through right. ACE2 receptors, which... Uh, so, yeah, so if you have a compromised lung system, yep. then I guess you're going to be in big trouble. It's basically the okay, flu, well. but with the added component of if you have compromised lungs, it can shut them down. But if you don't have compromised lungs, you might not even know that you ever had it. So basically just don't smoke, and if you do smoke, stop smoking. At least for the next so, few months. We've only got, what, about two minutes left in this segment, Andy? Uh, four. Four? Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I just, I really wish they wouldn't use worldwide flus that do kill people or viruses that do kill people for political reasons. I really wish they'd stop doing that. I really wish the president would dial way back on his tweeting. That would be nice. I really wish that Chuck Schumer would not threaten the Supreme Court is he insane? Oh, but I didn't really mean it. Oh, God. I, I, just, I, I don't understand these people. Chuck Schumer, United States Senator, uh, threatened the Supreme Court saying that they're destroying America, and it's ridiculous, the whole thing, right? Mm. Do you know why he's doing that? Because he's crazy? Well, he is crazy, but you know why he's gotten so severe in doing things like threatening the Supreme Court to show what a progressive he is? No. No. You know who's going to run against him for his U.S. Senate seat? A black no. woman. AOC. Oh, Close enough. Lord. This is all about money for mm-hmm. him. That's all it's always been about for Chuck Schumer. And you get on the list of people. I mean, it's, it's you know, it's money. Well, Donald Trump's all about money. I, you know, he's done pretty shady business things. He's got plenty no of money. These people, it's money, 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 money. And I do have to get that stat out of you, Andy. What do you think of the national news anchor that your mom and I have known for 10 years uh, going along with the idea that if that if Mike Bloomberg had given everybody in America a million dollars instead of spending 500 million on this campaign? How do you get to a million dollars a piece? That would be 500 people, sir. It's a lot of people just if it's 500 million, that's 500. Get a million. Yeah. Okay. It's Jesus. Dollar 53. Actually, a dollar fifty-three is what we all would have gotten, <clears throat> but not, but not they sat there and both of them, no, <laughs> both of them sat there and went, "Can you believe these numbers? It would have been that simple." I know. How how do you let that get by you for one second? Because they don't. A lot. They, they just want inflammatory rhetoric. That's, That's all they, do, they yeah. want. They it's, want to be afraid. Oh, and I mean, 
we've got all of these we've got some serious problems in this country we with this do, inflammatory yeah. ridiculous rhetoric that we're we're spewing all over the place i mean children's suicide rates are so high children's <clears throat> depression are so high you know why why wouldn't they be the planet's going to burn yep. in 12 years. You've got 10 years left, and we're all going to die. Oh, this dangerous president and this dangerous blah, blah. Everything's dangerous, and well, we're all going to die. Yeah. Why wouldn't dangerous. kids be depressed? Yeah. And their teachers are I just agree. shoveling it into them oh, yeah. as fast as they can. We I gotta, just don't get it. we got to go to a break here, but I'll tell you. I won't identify who the person is, but... Uh, we have a a friend, an African American friend, coming down next week, and I won't say who it is, but you would probably know who it is. But they're coming down just to hang out with Catherine. He and his lovely wife are hanging out with Catherine and me for a couple of days. And you know what he asked me, Andy? Yeah. As a black man in America today, he asked me, "So, are you racist down there too?" <laughs> Mm. <laughs> Which I thought was very funny. You want to make sure, since say, I'm racist in Minnesota, if I'm also racist in other places. You could say, by Florida standards, no. Oh, yeah, God. well, that's for sure. Yeah, well, that's just Not West given. Palm Beach so much, but parts. No, no, that's true. <laughs> we got to take a break, but are you racist down there, too? It is. It's all just bluster. It's ridiculous. Yeah. The whole thing's insane. We'll take a break. Be right back in a couple minutes with the family. Tom Bernard with my buddy and CEO of North American Banking Company, Michael Bilski. Tell me, Michael, we've been talking about North American Banking Company for a few years now. One thing we've discussed is that the bank is locally owned and operated. Well, how does that benefit your customers? Tommy, projects and opportunities for expansion come up quickly for business owners. A locally owned and managed bank like North American Banking Company means decisions can be made just as quickly. We know Minnesota. We live in the communities we serve. So we have experience and firsthand knowledge for what's happening in your life where you live. That means decisions are made here. We don't ship them off or pass the buck someplace out of state. Finally, getting our customers quick answers allows them to take decisive action, and that's how business gets done. Man, Michael, you're getting good at this. Practice makes perfect. Uh, perfect? <laughs> Why not bank with my banker, North American Banking Company, a better banking experience, member FDIC, an equal housing lender. 2020 never looks so good. Tom Bernard here for Whiting Clinic LASIK and Cataract. With 2020 upon us, it's time to ditch the contacts and pitch the glasses. Take it from me. It's one of the best things you can do for yourself in the new year. I've never looked back from having LASIK myself, and with Dr. Whiting's unsurpassed experience, you can trust you're amongst the best in the business. Call 855-554-2020 or visit whitingclinic.com online to schedule your free LASIK consultation. The great people at Whiting Clinic will take fantastic care of you, just like they did for me. Call 855-554-2020 or visit whitingclinic.com online to schedule your free LASIK consultation. Imagine 2020 or better in 2020. And let 2020 be your best year yet with LASIK at Whiting Clinic. LASIK results may vary. Talk to your Whiting Clinic doctor about your individual outcome potential. Ladies and gentlemen, we are back. A little news, a little information. We're just trying to figure out why it is that everybody's so pissed off about everything and everybody's all pissed off at everybody. And it seems to be getting worse, not better. I was hoping it would kind of die off. No. But no such Have an luck. election coming up. <clears throat> no, no. An election We're going to step it up like oh, crazy. Yeah. 
people are just, why do you want, here, let me, let me run this by you. And, you know, mom knows this, Andy, so I'm going to run it by you and, and, and the listeners as well. So, you know, a couple of weeks ago I had lunch with the President of the United States and got criticized roundly for that. Oh, my God, you're eating with that guy. He's a far righty and blah, 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 blah. You know, people went off the deep end about that. <clears throat> then we had Chris Matthews on. Chris Matthews pretty far left. I've always gotten along with Chris Matthews. I've had him on the morning show. I've had him on the podcast before. I've always gotten along with him. Uh, damn good reporter, all the rest of it. But he is really, really far left. He just is, mm-hmm. right? And then uh, on vacation, I uh, talked to Garrison Keeler for quite a while. You know, Garrison Keeler. Uh, I still don't know... That, uh, I guess it was one woman who said there were dozens of times when he did inappropriate things or whatever, and I don't know what that means, like saying things or doing things. Or I don't know what that means. But I, I just, so I don't have an opinion. I'm not saying that he did it. I'm not saying he didn't do it. I'm just saying, shouldn't we probably get proof that he did it or she did it or, you know? And I'm not, look, I'm not suggesting the woman's making it up. That's not what I'm saying at all. It just kind of bothers due process? me. Due process? Yeah, want due, a process. due process. I would like a little due process. That would be good. Now, once again, uh, I called Neil Justin, a writer for the Star Tribune, who then gave my number to Garrison Keeler, and then Garrison Keeler called me, and then we got together and talked. Right? We had a, it was very interesting. He laughed a lot. We were joking around about this, that, and the other thing. He's got a great sense of humor. We talked about people's reaction to it, what actually happened. There was an article in the, in the New York Times that I read that said he didn't do the things that he was accused of doing, so I don't know if they were right either. So, again, me, let me be very clear. I am not taking sides in the issue because I don't know. But I did, whether it was the President of the United States or it was Chris Matthews or it was Garrison Keillor. So two out of the three are very, very liberal that mm-hmm. I, I was t- hanging out with or talking to or whatever. Fair statement. Right. So how is it that I can get along with all these people and nobody else, unless you agree with me 100%, I can't get along with you at all? Explain that to me. Anybody get it? Well, I mean, you do have something in common. With who? With both of those guys. Chris Matthews? Yeah, you're both older white men. Oh, here (laughs) we go. Those guys are in their 70s. I'm not in my 70s. No, but I mean, you know, you're of that. I guess. Era, you're bo- you're all in the media, so yeah, I you suppose know, that's true. You do have something in common, but I mean, yeah, but, but you could also be like, I can't talk to you. You're not, you know, exactly like me. You're, you have to be exactly like me. Can you imagine me meeting someone who's exactly like me? We'd probably kill each Doesn't other. Doesn't exist. <laughs> oh, thank you. I think you're unique. For all your pretty sure you're unique. You're pretty unique, honey. Yes, you thank are. you. Thank you so much for that. But. The thing about that is I talked to him and, and uh, had a very nice conversation. And I basically told all three of them the same thing. And I tell a lot of people the same thing. You know, I don't know you, but I do care about you. Human beings need to tell one another again that they do care about each other. Because I remember when I was a kid, they people used to say that. You know, I really, like Mr. Lorenz said it, Mr. Fisher said it. I, you can go down the list of people. They said, you know, Tom, we're very, very fond of you. You're a nice person, and we like you a lot. We care about you. And it meant a lot to me as a little kid, you know, 11 years old, 12 years old. Well, yeah, and we all, I mean, we've changed as a society in so many ways. Like, it used to be that if, like, my brothers would have guys over, 
you know, they're right. friends. And if one of them was, you know, swore or acted like a jerk, my dad would say, "Hey, knock it off." Right. Or he'd he'd bring them. He would take them into a room and talk to them and tell them why he they can't act like that. Yeah, yeah. Now, if you did that, you'd probably be thrown in jail because you're some sort of crazy person. But that, to me, that shows that you actually care about that kid because yeah. if you just ignore bad behavior all the time. Which we do now. You don't, that's not caring. It is not caring, and that's exactly what I'm talking about. It, to care about someone is to take them aside and say, you know what, you're kind of being a pain in the ass. You, you probably shouldn't do that. And I'd, I'd throw in at the end, your parents must really suck at being parents. <laughs> well, You know, I'd throw that in there, too. Because... That's where it deletes the caring part. <laughs> but, but no, I, I, I did hear, like I said, the O'Brien family, Mr. and Mrs. O'Brien, couldn't have watched over me or taken better care of me just because, you know, they have, what did they have like nine children of their own. I believe they had nine children, if I remember correctly. They had a boatload. Had a boatload of them. But, but a lot of parents in North Minneapolis told me, hey, look, you're a nice kid and we care about you. And I just want. So I try to pass that along to other people now later in life. And whether I ever know what happened between that woman and Garrison Keeler or not, I do know I care about both of them. I don't know the woman either. But I didn't know Garrison Keeler. I still don't know him. I talked to him. But I don't know him, but I, I offer the same situation. Tracking her down is a lot harder, which I understand. Well, and he's got to know that you called him Prairie Home Chicken. The Prairie Chicken, exactly. <laughs> so he still called you. He said, hey, you're really funny. You know, it was a very, very nice thing to, for him to say. But I care about the woman, and I care about Garrison Keeler. You know, I care about Chris Matthews, and I care about the woman who claims that he said all those things to her, too. Apparently, Chris Matthews... All talked about, you know, wanting to marry her, or you know, they wanted. To, I don't know what he all wanted to do, but uh, well, everybody has to understand yeah. it was a different. It, it, it's a different it was, time. Yeah, it was. It used to be that men era. felt like they were almost obligated to to uh, tell women that they were pretty. Yeah, that's true. I still, I still kind of do that. You know, I do have to catch myself. Or they look nice, or mm-hmm. whatever. Yeah. Not, I mean, not obligated. I don't know what I'm. It's almost like their role. You know, was to right. was to try and, and and women. A lot of women do like to be told how great they are and how yeah. pretty they are. Why yeah, do you, well, look at all these Instagram mm-hmm. uh, models and and actresses? They're constantly taking selfies of themselves in right. you know lingerie and oh, look at my abs. And I mean, it's like they're looking for someone to tell them what they you know that positive reinforcement mm-hmm. on their looks. It's it's not something that's unheard of in the world. But now if you do it, if you do comment on it in the workforce, it's not good. You should not be doing that. Well, and I didn't even realize that I did this. But now that everybody keeps talking about it constantly, is I always tell people how nice they look or, hey, that's a great outfit or you're very pretty or, you know, whatever the deal is. But I also touch people. And I always have. You know, like if somebody walks up, I will touch them on the shoulder and go, hey, how you doing? How's everything going? Or, you know, put my arm around their shoulders if I know them better. You know, people I don't know, I would go, hey, how you doing? You kind of pat them on the shoulder as they walk by. Uh, and I guess you're not supposed to do that anymore. So you can't even touch somebody anymore. Well, now you can elbow bump. I just... Because of Corona. It's so sad that human contact now is not allowed because some people took advantage of it and ruined it for everybody else. Basically, right? Yeah, we always <laughs> overreact to everything. 
We do indeed. So I, you know, I was like, well, there was a kid on the elevator up at Disney World. And that kid was probably, what do you think, about 12 years old, 13 maybe? Mm-hmm. The one who got out of the elevator and held the door for you and the, and Alex and the kids and yeah, the girl and all the rest of it. Mm-hmm. He's about 12 years old, maybe 13. And I got off the elevator and as I was walking by, I said, did you learn that from your parents? He goes, what? I said, you're very, very polite. He goes, oh, yeah, yeah, thank you. I learned that from my dad. You know. I think people should be congratulated when they show good behavior instead of just assuming that they should. Because people go out of their way to, di- to, to display horrible behavior, don't they? Yes, they do. They do. They get rewarded it's and it's for applauded. It, so they're going to do it. Yeah, yeah, it's <clears throat> yeah, they get rewarded for it. So I, I just think getting back to the days when, hey, you know what, we actually we do care about you. There's no doubt you're a human being. Look, I don't care if somebody is diametrically opposed to your political, religious, or whatever views. You should still care about them and not try to destroy their lives. Stop telling people that this is the worst president we've ever had and, oh, my God, we're on the brink of dying. No, we're not, and no, he isn't. You know, Jesus, I just... Well, that's how you get people to vote for you is by making them afraid. Everybody is terrified right now. It's really sad, really, really sad. But I guess we'll keep an eye on it and uh, whatever. Uh Uh-oh, wait a minute. Breaking headline, Trump falls afoul of new Twitter policy. <laughs> but he had a policy? No, Twitter Well, had a here policy. we go. <clears throat> Twitter has a policy. A video retweeted by President Trump's account over the weekend was the first of the president's tweets to fall afoul of the new Twitter policy. The video of Joe Biden, originally tweeted by Dan Scavino, the White House social media director who oversees Trump's Twitter account, edited remarks Joe made Saturday to make it seem as if the Democratic candidate had endorsed Trump for re-election. The Washington Post reports, Twitter flagged the altered video as manipulated media. The manipulated media is all media. It's all manipulated by money. It sure is. How dare you act like you're doing something special here? You know, I I do agree. You shouldn't edit videos to make them look like they're saying things they didn't say. But the news does that to to people every day. They say you said things you never said. It's happened to me. I cannot tell you how many dozens of times they said I did something or said something that I never said or did. Never happened. How is that not manipulated media? Right? Right. Because there's double standards everywhere. I guess. You know, if that's what you want, double standards, I guess that's what you can get. Um, <clears throat> so anyway, it altered the, the uh, altered video was considered manipulated media under a policy against fake or misleading videos it introduced last month. In the video shared by Trump and Scavino, Biden seems to stumble over his words before saying, excuse me, we can only reelect Donald Trump. In the full speech Biden made in Kansas City, Missouri on Saturday, he said, excuse me, we can only reelect Donald Trump if, in fact, we can get engaged in this circular firing squad here. It's got to be a positive campaign. By the way, I love that. You wouldn't be reelecting Donald Trump because you wouldn't be voting for him. You would cause him to be reelected, but you wouldn't be reelecting him. Does anybody know how to speak English? Well, it sounds more inflammatory the other way. Well, I suppose that's what it is. <laughs> it needs to be really inflammatory. Yeah, I suppose mm-hmm. that's probably true. Absolutely. Look, it just would you stop with the lying and the cheating and all the rest of it? And we all know this is about you know running for the Senate or running for president or making more money for your business or blah 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 blah. 
Uh, human beings will lie and do anything for money, which is really, really sad. Don't you think? I don't think all human beings will, but I think the yeah. majority of politicians will. <laughs> yeah, the great majority. <laughs> the majority. The great majority of them. I don't even know if you could come out of that system without becoming dirty. I, I just yeah. think there's just too many things thrown at you. And e- even if you say no to 90% of it and the 10% that you might not even think that you're really on the take, you really might be on the take anyway, if you know what I mean. Here's a perfect story for what we're talking about. And I just found this. I have not read it yet, but I saw the headline, which made me laugh. Happiness may be a state of mind, but it also might depend on the state where you live. Wallet Hub looked at more than 180 of America's biggest cities to see how they ranked in terms of contentment, examining 30 metrics in three main categories, emotional and physical well-being, which includes such factors as life satisfaction, depression and suicide rates, and life expectancy, income and employment. And community and environment, which includes separation and divorce rates, hate crime incidents, how much time is spent on leisure daily. Okay, so the top ten happiest cities in America. Is this going to be another one of those New York and L.A. are the best cities in the world lists? Because that's where they all end up being. Uh, Well, Pearl City, Hawaii. So, yeah, I'd probably go with that. Uh Okay, here's number one, Andy. Santa Rosa, California. There's California right there. I don't know anything about Santa Rosa, so maybe. Scottsdale, Arizona. Really? Huntington Beach, California. Sioux Falls, South Dakota, Madison, Wisconsin, Irvine, California, San Jose, California, Mm. Plano, Texas, and the number one happiest place in the world is Fremont, California. Ah. So half of the cities that are the happiest are in California, the place where all you hear is people bitching. Yeah, I kind of doubt that. It's ridiculous. All they do is complain out there. That's true. I mean, seriously, whether it's in L.A. or San Francisco or any of these other smaller towns. Maybe in the smaller towns. Yeah, maybe the smaller towns where they don't have all the problems. They still have to pay the taxes, though. Yeah, they're happiest paying 13.5% taxes. Yeah, I'm sure they're real happy about that. But, see, that, once again, are you, wouldn't you say, I don't know, are Minnesotans happy? Do you think we could be list ourselves as happy? I think it it depends on who is funding the uh, questionnaire. Well, that's true. Who's funding? Well, yeah. Yeah. That's too bad. I mean, I don't think Minneapolitans are happy, like, pretty much. No, they're not. No, they're not. But I don't know. I would say most non-Minneapolis or even St. Paul at this point, Minnesotans are happy. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. All right, we'll take a break. Be right back in a couple of minutes with the family. What are the things you want to avoid when it comes time to sell your home? Hey, it's Tom with my realtor, Chris Lindahl. If you're like most people, it's things like open houses, staging, decluttering, repairs, maintenance, and all the people coming through your house. Hey, Tom, the Guaranteed Offer Program from Chris Lindahl Real Estate was created for people like you so that you can avoid the things that you don't like doing when it comes time to sell your home. We have been presenting offers for homes in most price ranges. Homeowners are loving our guaranteed offer program, especially how much money they are making on their home sale without the inconveniences. So this program is for all price ranges and conditions, including perfectly maintained homes? Most homes do qualify. To see if your home qualifies, go to chrislindahl.com and click Get Offer right now. Will you be the next homeowner to accept an offer from our guaranteed offer program? Find out now. 
If you qualify, you will get an offer in 48 hours or less, and the best part is you get to pick a closing date that is convenient for you and close in as little as three weeks. Go to chrislindahl.com right now to see if you qualify or call 763-401-SOLD. That is 763-401-SOLD. Tom here for Sabre Plumbing, Heating, and Air Conditioning. Right now, Sabre and Bryant are teaming up to offer 0% financing for 36 months when you buy a new Bryant furnace. This is the perfect time to replace your old furnace with a new trouble-free, energy-efficient furnace from Sabre. And when you buy Bryant equipment, you're getting one of the most trusted names in the industry. This 0% offer is available for a limited time. Call Sabre Plumbing, Heating, and Air Conditioning to find out more, and please tell them that Tom sent you. Saber and Bryant, whatever it takes. Love it. Hey. Little red bone, ladies and gentlemen. Mom told me she told you the I've got a booger story. <laughs> yep. Our pretty, pretty princess. I got a booger. Yeah, great. Right there in the lunchroom. Wonderful. Um, Here are the 10 least happy cities in the the United States. Not one of them, by the way, is in California. Mm. Not one. But I did find something rather interesting. What's that? Eight of the 10 are in uh, heavily Republican districts. (laughs) Oh, what do you but know? to make it a little more obvious. Well, I did yeah. find the list, and I noticed one major problem. So mm-hmm. the total score is based on three rankings, an emotional yes. and well, physical well-being rank, a community rank, mm-hmm. and an income and employment rank. All uh, right, yeah. The thing is, for the income and employment rank, the top cities, we got Seattle, San Francisco, Austin, Texas, uh, Boston, uh, Port. Right. We got all sorts of, you know, very, I mean, technically, yes, they are making more money, but these numbers aren't adjusted for purchase power parity, which means right, right. if you make $100,000 in, I don't know, Cheyenne, Wyoming, you're doing quite right. well for yourself. But if you make $100,000 in San Francisco you're not going to have any spending money at the end of the day because it's all going to no. go to rent or extremely high uh, goods prices, that kind of thing. So to right. claim that these expensive cities have the highest income rank is not quite accurate because yeah. they're making more money, but they're spending more money. So their overall you know, net worth is much lower probably. And their taxes are much higher in California, as we already pointed out. Yeah. Very so there, high taxes. There in is that. Uh, your ten least happy cities in America: Mobile, Alabama; Little Rock, Arkansas; Augusta, Georgia; Birmingham, Alabama; Gulfport, Mississippi. They're not very happy in the Deep South. Hmm. Sounds like they're not very happy down there. Number five: Cleveland. Number four: Huntington, West Virginia. Number three, Toledo, Ohio. Number six, Charleston, West Virginia. But the number one, the least happy city in America, doesn't surprise me at all, Detroit, Michigan. Well, yeah. But once again, what did we do? We owned that industry. Detroit was booming, and we gave it all away at the end of World War II. Why we did that, I will never, ever understand why we gave away the auto industry. We were feeling generous. Oh, God. Unbelievable. 
But um, I don't know. Well, well, Toledo, that's a big manufacturer. Cleveland and Toledo are both big manufacturing towns, right? And the others are in southern cities or southern-leaning cities in any case. Uh, Cleveland, Toledo, and Detroit are the only ones that would be considered to be in the northern part of the United States. Detroit's economy is in disastrous shape. Toledo, Ohio, I think the same thing. It's big in manufacturing, and so is Cleveland, uh, as far as I can remember. But I don't know. It, it just, it, once again, who voted on this? How did you decide this was the case and who voted? Because it does make a huge difference. Well, yeah. I don't know. There was some sort of a article I read someplace about almost all of this stuff in magazines and the best of and mm-hmm. da, 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 yeah. almost all. Almost, not all of it, but almost all of it is paid for. It's paid for, yeah, that's yeah. exactly right. Yeah. <clears throat> I pay, and Detroit doesn't have any money to pay anybody, so that's why they're the least happy city in America. They don't have any well, money it could to very, anybody. It could very well be marketing people, uh, you know, decided that uh, people from Detroit are going to vote the wrong way, so they just say it's the least happy. You, you never know. You, you really never know where this motivation comes from. It could just be anything. What's going to yeah. be amazing about that, and I, I suppose it's a coincidence, but they're saying basically that uh, Bernie Sanders' hopes of ever becoming president hang on the state of Michigan, which he did win in 2016 over Hillary Clinton. I just wonder if it's going to happen again, though. Um, it, but they're saying if he doesn't win Michigan... And, of course, you know, really push it in Detroit. That was a long time ago, though. <clears throat> that was a long time ago. And every black congressperson now, uh, pretty much every one of them has backed Joe Biden. Right. Black people are not going to vote for Bernie Sanders. No. It's just not happening, and it's not going to happen. Spanish people are voting for him, which I don't really understand. I don't really understand. Because he wants open borders. Yeah, but they're they're Catholic, and it's not necessarily it's not necessarily Hispanic voters. I think it's Mexican yeah. voters. Yeah, it's just are, oh, it's mostly Mexican, yes. not just not just yes. Latin Latin voters. Yeah, I think I I believe that <clears throat> yeah, I read something about that, but I think that's what it is because they want their families to be able to come here. I got a kind of a harsh uh, <laughs> idea, but it would work like a charm. Why does the United States just invade Mexico and take it over? That's not very nice. Well, well why don't it? they? <laughs> we don't really want it. Yeah, I mean, kind of negative. We're inheriting well, a bunch of uh, drug yeah. cartels, and you know the murder rate. Well, you could wipe them all out. Eh, I what don't know. And I tell you another thing, man. There's a lot of money in Mexico. They got a lot of well, oil now. That's what caused the the uh, stock market to collapse today. Fifteen hundred points, or almost sixteen hundred points down. Last I checked. Hmm. was uh, gas prices. <clears throat> There's a big war going on now in China. And Saudi, Arabia. Saudi Arabia. Yeah, everybody's and... fighting about oil now. Yep. And, of course, we in America we don't want to use it at all for? anymore. So, you know, I don't know. We'll, we'll see what the situation is. But I don't know. Either the economy will collapse or it won't. Uh, Trump will get elected or he won't. Biden will get well, elected or he won't. Sanders will get elected or he won't. We'll stock, all live through it. The stock market, what, eight, maybe, oh, I don't even know. What What is the percentage of Americans that have stock? I don't know. Probably I don't think it's high. that high. Well, I mean, any stock at all. I don't think it's that all? high. Well, other than, you know, like a retirement fund that puts money into a stock market, the, a- the average American doesn't. I don't believe. I don't. I, I'm sure it's less than fifty, probably less than sixty percent of Americans play with the stock market. Yeah, I would think Holy the stock market God. is not the economy. 
No. No, but it's a good indicator of where it's headed. Gallup I mean, says a... that about 55% own stock, but I don't know if that includes... Oh, yeah, that includes stocks that... in, like, IRAs and stuff, which kind of... That includes IRAs. But, yeah, but, I mean, the average person is not running around worrying about what the stock market's doing, right? Mm, no, not the average person. No. No, that's no, true. That is very, very true. So I don't know. I'm, I'm looking at this whole situation. Bloomberg doesn't do a very good job with that. What's the other one, the, the index? Uh, what the hell is the name of that? NASDAQ? Dow? No, not. What do you... I, I can't remember. You know, I'll just go to CNBC. That's a good one to use. Uh, stock futures, all the rest of it. I like this. Uh, I see. What do you got? I Google it. There's two stories. Uh, one published January 4th and one published January 16th. The first story, mm-hmm. percent of Americans who own stock hits record low. Second story, more Americans than ever own stocks. Hmm. Well, I'm guessing when, when, okay. all, when, when, every, when all the stock prices went down, people probably did buy, I would think. Yeah, but from a record low to a record, ho- record high in 12 days? <laughs> well. Probably not. Probably not. God, unbelievable. Uh, the stock market's down 1,615 points right now, it says. So there you have it. We'll uh, we'll see how it works out. And I don't know. That's what they're saying, though. It's down 1,615 points as of right now. So what was that period, January 4th, to when? The 12th. Or, yeah. So the the fewest people owning stocks in America was eight days before the most owning stocks in America. <laughs> Apparently, that or one of them lied, or both lied. See, that's the problem. You can't. You you have no idea what if there's any truth to be Mm -hmm. found. Yeah. Well, that is pretty. Can you? Can you find the truth? I I would like, like I said once again, I would like to. Holy Christ! Crude oil has just plummeted. Good God! Things are looking. I went on the Wall Street Journal. Mm -hmm. I don't know if you want to go on there. Uh, the Dow Jones Industrial is down to 24,231, which is a very low to what it's been. You have to remember it's skyrocketed in the past three years. So it's still up there very, very high as compared to, you know, five years ago or whatever, or 10 years ago. But, um, yeah, it's down 6.31%. 6, uh, 1633.26 is what it's down right now. So we shall see. I don't know. What do you think, Andy? Are we going to make it? I think probably. Indeed. Um, oh, look at this. Aon agreed Monday to acquire rival Willis Towers Watson for almost $30 billion Whoa. in stock, the biggest global M&A deal of the year. Announced on one of the wildest days for markets in recent memory. Willis Tower, that used to be the Sears Tower back when there used to be a Sears. Oh. Yes. Is Sears even in business anymore? I don't I think, think so. so. Are they? I think there's Not a many. few, aren't there? Let's see. There are, there are a few out there. I still don't understand how the hell that ever happened. That you let Amazon run right over you like that. No I, vision. Apparently they had no vision whatsoever. Why wouldn't you go? First of all, you, you got the idea of the catalog from Montgomery Ward because he's the one who invented it. And then you use that, and that's how you drove your business through the roof. Uh, people don't go shopping much anymore. Why didn't you just... First of all, why don't you just buy Amazon when it got hot? Just go ahead and buy it for how many billion ever he wanted for it. 
I don't understand. Why wouldn't you do that? Probably thought it was a fad. Yeah. I guess, but how could it be a fad when you get stuff delivered right to your house? So, well, last year, Sears.com. there were 425 Sears stores, and exact, almost exactly one year later, there were 182. Oh, so, my God. We're Sears? Down in the world? I believe so, yes. No, that's terrible. I, mean, I don't news. think they exist. No, they only exist in the United States, Puerto Rico, and Bermuda, so... Not in Canada? Apparently not anymore. I didn't, I didn't so, know yeah. there were no Sears stores in Canada. At that rate, they probably aren't going to be around in a year or two. No, it does not sound like it. And it took, what, about 10 years to wipe them off the face of the map? Yeah. They well, I don't know who was running the show there, but you really took your eye <clears> off <throat> the ball, man. You let that happen to your company. That is unbelievable. Well, Kmart's mm-hmm. are gone, too, aren't they? Yeah, they're pretty Kmart's much gone. Kmart's are gone. I there's don't know how many still. JCPenney's are left. Although I guess there's still Woolworths in Australia. Really? Yeah, there was a story about a Woolworths in Australia today, which I didn't even know there's, they even had Woolworths in Australia, but you know what I'm talking about. I don't know. So basically, we're just keeping an eye on the coronavirus and the election and the stock market. and the, <laughs> Boy, everything's just in, in great shape right now. <laughs> That's sad. It is. Uh, should mention, by the way, LeBron James says he will not play to an empty, uh, empty stadium. He said if they really are not going to allow fans to come and watch the games, he's not going to play in them. Mm. But I'm assuming that to keep everyone safe, they'll talk to him about it and say, hey, look, LeBron, this is what we're keeping the people safe. you got to do this. And he'll turn around and do it, I, I would imagine, anyway. Okay, so has there ever <laughs> been this widespread panic on a virus before where they actually shut down not stadiums well, and HIV. gatherings? Uh, HIV was very, very... They thought we, we were all going to die. Yeah. I do remember for a short period, they literally thought we were all going to die But did they of shut HIV. down these kinds of things? Basketball? I don't remember stadiums? that, no. No, I do not remember mm, that. Because remember, at first, they thought you could get uh, you could get HIV from breathing in someone's... Like if they sneezed or if they coughed. They thought you could get HIV oh, yeah. that way at first. Yeah, they thought it was saliva kissing. They any, did, yeah. Anything with saliva, I remember so, that. Well, apparently dangerous, but. Mexico shut down a bunch of stadiums because of the swine flu. So there's yeah, that. Yeah, that's right. Let's see. Indeed. Hmm. I didn't know that we ever did that here. Here? I don't know. In the United States. For, yeah. I don't know I don't if we have. that we did. we did it here. Hmm. I don't think we ever did it here. Not that I know of, anyway. Um, and we had a lot worse uh, outbreaks than this. Yeah, yeah. So I don't know why coronavirus got this. I, I suppose because it's you know political times in the world right now. But I, I still, you know, we got to take a break here. Coming back next hour with John Tesh. Looking forward to that. But um, yeah, you just think about that again. This whole thing that it's the worst virus ever, and it's the worst country ever, and this is not a democracy anymore, and everything's just horrible and. If that's not a sell line to try to make money, I don't know what is. It's all about them just lining their pockets with as much dough as they can get. It's disgusting. We'll take a break. John Tesh will cheer us up. Relentless, unleashing a life of purpose, grit, and faith. John Tesh, our special guest when we come back for Hour 2 with the family.